covering the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Winning feels good. Losing really sucks. So, just it's nice to, you know, get back on the horse. We were scuffing a little bit, putting that in the rearview mirror and just going out and playing the game every day. I am starting a petition to make that a t-shirt. Losing really sucks. Winning's really fun. Quote Joey Weimer. Simply put, what else is there to say? 9-3, the Brewers beat the Dodgers. Hey, this is back-to-back wins. It's good to feel this feeling again, but it's still the Dodgers we're talking about. They ain't going anywhere. They're still a very good team. I'm Dominic Catronio. Man, this was a lot of fun tonight. Brewers get the win in the opener of this series. Joey Weimer night. Uh, Willie Adamas, Oppo, Homer, Freddie Peralta shoved. I think it was so important to see a team win, top to bottom, right? Every single facet of the game helped the Brewers win tonight. They did such a good job tonight in the innings that counted and making it hurt. They only left two runners on base. And I know Tony Gonsolin was really good. And you tip your cap, right? I mean, the dude was one of the best pitchers. He started the National League uh he started for the National League last year, or was the second man out of the bullpen last year in the All-Star game. He was undefeated for the first half. I mean, he's a really, really good pitcher. And just to see the Brewers take advantage of the one mistake they got, the play at third base by Michael Bush, the error to start off that inning, to give them an extra out, and then the mistake, the one mistake he made with the splitter all night, Joey Weimer was ready for it, for the three-run homer, and then from that moment on, you knew this was going to be a Brewer-controlled game for the rest of the way. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talking text line, Old National Bank. Get old. This one from Josh. As badly as the Brewers needed a win yesterday, they needed an offensive output like this as well. All phases of the game contributed tonight, and Weimer was the catalyst to spark the scoring outburst. Great stuff. From the Brewers' offense, the sixth run, bottom of the sixth inning, the most runs they've scored in a single frame uh, since the seven-run outburst they had the home opening week against the New York Mets. So great stuff. They brought nine batters to the plate there as well. We'll break that inning down a little bit with Craig Gashon here on the program. Again, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620 if you want to join in on the program this evening. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value. Only Fifth Third can deliver Fifth Third Bank. National Association member FDIC. I want to break down Freddie before we get lost in the offense, uh, and there's plenty of reason to get lost in the offense. We're going to talk that with uh, Craig Kishon here in just a little bit. We're also going to talk plenty about Joey Weimer throughout the evening. We're just getting started. Going to burn an early break here. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Line into left. Yelich coming on. Yelich into a dive, and he makes the catch. Goes into a knee-first slide and a backhanded catch by Yelich in left field for the second out of the inning. Nice play by Christian. Reminder that Christian Yelich leads all left fielders in defensive runs saved to this point in the season. For all you, oh, he doesn't play defense. Oh, but what about his arm? He's a left fielder. Relax. 
Don't you enjoy something good when you hear it? Christian Yelich is leading all left fielders in defensive run save. We saw another great play from him tonight. Brewers win 9-3. The phone line is 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Craig Kishon will be joining us here shortly. That play really kind of sprung Freddie Peralta into motion and into gear on that great sliding catch. Uh, that was to the uh, that was in the third inning as he had got out of a two men on jam in the second and he never really looked back after that. Freddie just was awesome. Final line was six innings, three hits, one run. It was earned. Two walks, five strikeouts, ninety four pitches, fifty six strikes. Fourteen of them were whiffs, and here he is facing a team that swings less than anybody in baseball. And they look like it. They really made him work. I, I look at the second inning. I look at the fourth inning. But nonetheless, Freddie stayed calm, cool, and collected and got the job done. And diving into some of his numbers here, 14 total whiffs, nine of them on fastballs. I mean, he's facing a team that feasts on fastballs. This is what they love to hit as a club. Their philosophy is hitting fastballs. And yet, Freddie says, I know my nickname. Here it is. Try to hit it. And they couldn't. Also, the slider was great. Uh, Four whiffs on the slider. And there really wasn't anything well hit against him tonight, too. And he was getting ahead of guys. He was getting two strikes the first time through the order. 14 of the 18 batters ended their count with two strikes. Then they just said, forget it. We got to start swinging the bat. And uh, that's what we saw in that fifth and sixth inning, just trying to get out of it. So, Freddie, man. He has continued to deliver and deliver and deliver and deliver. He has been, him and Wade Miley are keeping this pitching staff afloat right now. I mean, they have been the two best pitchers on this team for the Brew Crew. And we can talk about it a little bit more, Freddie specifically, with Craig Kishan as he takes a seat with us here on Brewers Extra Innings. I, I am struggling to remember and to recall, Craig, that, you know, this dude, Freddie, we were all worried. Last year, September, his velo was down. The shoulder clearly wasn't right. Heading into the offseason, folks were like, all right, well, you don't know what you're going to get out of Freddie Peralta. Then he's hitting 97 in spring training. Like, oh, well, it's, it's spring training. And boom, here he is. We should have seen this coming all along. Freddie is right back where he was when he was flying high in 2021. I mean, this has been a great start to the season for Freddie. Yeah, it's a thing of beauty. It really is, if you think about it. Uh, the return of Freddie Peralta, I think that'll be the headline for, you know, a good portion of this season because he's living up to it. And the last three starts have been really unbelievable. What in the last three starts, he's given up, what, a total of five five earned runs. Uh, and he's pitching at least six innings in each of those contests. So he's doing everything that you would want and you know, you get that feeling, too, Dom, that down the line here, he's going to be doing even more for this club. Um, he looked really sharp again today. He looked confident. I mean, this is an extraordinary lineup, and especially a Dodger team that's been playing as well as they have in the last couple of weeks to kind of retake their position, you know, atop the National League Center or pretty close to it. I mean, not Central, but just the National League. So, um, good stuff from Freddie today, man. It you know everything was looking really, really good for him. And I look at this middle of the order for the Dodgers. Right after Mookie, you've got those six straight left-handed hitters. He virtually completely neutralized those guys: the Freddie Freemans, the Jason Haywards, the Max Muncies, the current leader and Rookie of the Year, and James Outman. For him to do that against lefties, I think sends a shot across the bow of saying, "Hey." 
I, I can get you guys out, too. It doesn't matter how many you're going to stack against me. I thought he was great. Even, even the double down a left field line that was off of Yelich's glove was kind of a fluky play. Uh, you, you look at the contact against him. There was nothing really that alarming against Freddie today, and they were patient with him. I'll give the Dodgers credit, but, man, Freddie just, when he's attacking the zone like he did tonight, he is certainly one of those guys that you can always rely on to give you six. If it wasn't for the pitch count, he would have easily gone seven innings today, but I just can't get over how aggressive and how pinpoint accurate he was today. I I don't think I saw a hanging breaking ball from him once, did you? No, no, I don't think so, Dom. I, I think you're onto something for sure there. And and the the early doubles that he gave up to are with two out, and he pretty much goes right to work after that. And it's you know became kind of shut down, Freddie. Um, all his pitches were working, you know, really well. His breaking stuff was working well. Um, you know, the four to five strikeouts were on sliders for him. So all all that is uh, such a such a good sign. I even use the phrase, you know, Fast Freddy again because I love that nickname with him. Uh, it's great to see the Velo back up, but he's so much more than that. And, and you know, right now, if he can continue to do that for this club and for himself and his young career, I mean, we're, we're going to see bigger and, and better and more noticeable things happening with this guy. That's for sure. Now let's shift gears over to the offense now. And we got to start with Joey Weimer, a four RBI night. He took advantage of the one hanger that Tony Gonsolin delivered tonight on his three-run homer in the fifth inning. And you can hear it in the post-game interview as well. Well, we had one here on WTMJ. I'm sure you had one as well on television with Sophia Minert. But the fact that you could hear the relief and the confidence starting to come in Joey Weimer's voice right now, it's been a tough sledding. But I really saw some building blocks in that Giants series for him to start you know, hitting the ball a little harder, starting to get some contact better. And today, not only did he crush a homer he pulled it which is not normally his mo i'm loving what we're starting to see now from joey weimer if we can get a confident joey weimer in the box well i'm telling you right now i think he is confident he's just not he's just not there every single day to produce and and he is going to i think we clearly see that with him i i'm just really impressed from the standpoint that he is still starting every single day He knows exactly where he's going to hit. He's going to hit ninth. That's fine with him. He's probably thinking to himself, I'm not going to be here my whole career. I may not be here midseason. Who knows? Uh, But his home run today pulled into the second deck was was huge for him. Um, Every time you see him go up to the plate, his approach is the same. And I I think that you got to give him a lot of credit for that. He's going to make the adjustments he needs to make, but he's not afraid of any pitcher. He's not afraid of any moment. Um, and he gives everything he's got, you know, his speed is unbelievable. We all see that when he has a chance to get on the bases, but it's also coming through defensively as well. His whole game right now. Um, it's interesting that you see the confidence growing with him. Um, he, he's a guy that, you know, I look at and it's like, Everybody needs confidence. Everybody needs to mature, especially these young guys here right now. But he is, uh, he and Terang, I mean, and, and Mitchell, um, uh, they just have this built-in confidence. Uh, the good ego air about them that is controlled and they know they know how to use it, basically. And, you know, kudos to him and, and all these young rookies on this team. Yeah, and 
to, to Terang's credit, too, uh, he had the single there in the seventh in the big uh, six-run inning. Uh, he reached on the fielder's choice, hustling on a ground ball that he hit uh, that helped set up Weimer's homer. He also made a play that is never going to make a highlight reel for a casual fan, but the, uh, a play to his left, I'm just like, how, how did you make that look so easy? Because it wasn't. Cause these, these rookies, you know, with every single day, it's going to get a little bit easier, a little bit more comfortable, and then boom, before you know it, it it's going to be somebody they look to for production, not just in the seven, eight, nine spots in the order. We're going to break this game down a little bit deeper. We're going to have our difference-making moment, and we're going to talk about uh, some more of the offense specifics tonight. Brewers win 9-3. to If you want to join in, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. We're with Craig Kashan. I'm Dom Catronio. More to come on Brewers Extra Innings. Especially everything's just like confidence in the plate right now. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better the last week. And like results haven't been there. But, you know, it's something I'm, I'm not entirely concerned about right now. I'm just out there trying to put good swings on the ball and, and playing up team win. Joey Weimer had himself a night. Brewers win 9-3, 8 hits, a couple of walks. It was a good night all around. I'm Dom Catronio with Craig Kishan still here on the program. Uh, one of the texters here as well. Uh, Doug chiming in. This is what a consistent lineup can do. Now keep doing it. Also, against some lefties too. Why not? Peralta looks like a top seven pitcher in the National League. Yeah, I mean, him and Miley are up there. I mean, the National League has got some serious competition at the top of the ranks right now. Uh, a little more about the offense today. Another guy I want to point out, obviously, is Willie Adamas. Not just for the home run, Craig, but for the way that he did it. Opposite field on a 3-2 pitch. It would have been very easy to just, you know, roll over or given the fact that he had pulled three ground balls already to this point in the game, to flash and that reminder to himself, hey, I've got oppo pop, and I can use it from time to time. We really saw that disappear last year, given it was such a weapon for him in 2021. I think that's a great development for Willie Adamas, showing off some opposite field oppo tacos coming up. Well, you know how much that ate on him all last uh, this past off season is the batting average was low, the on base percentage was low, um, going the opposite way like you're mentioning, uh, same thing. So he had a lot to think about. He had a lot to work on, um, and then come spring training, you know, things maybe didn't piece together the way he was hoping. So it's going to take a little bit of time here early on in the season. He had a great start slumped a little bit, uh, just as the Brewers did during that losing streak. But uh, just what he did individually to, to lift this team yesterday and then to kind of cap things off today and send a message, um, yes, we have ourselves a lead here, but we're putting this game away with my three-run home run here. Um, I'm the leader of this team. That's what I keep seeing from him right now, Dom. I'm the leader of this team. I'm taking this team now two days in a row, and you you see – the enthusiasm in that dugout, especially after he hits his home runs, uh, guys just embracing him like no other. It, it's great to watch. I mean, baseball is an interesting team sport, but when you're playing it the way the Brewers are playing it here right now, and, and when they win, it truly is a, a team game, but you need somebody to drive the to drive that ship, and, and he certainly is the guy that you count on for that. And to see what he's done the last two days has been – you know, it's been really a thing of beauty for sure. Another guy I want to single out here, and it may not catch your eye immediately on his line today, 
Christian Yelich, one for three, a two-run single there in the seventh inning in the big frame. Also stole a base, also scored a run. For Yelly, look, reaching base twice, he also was hit by a pitch. So, reaching base twice, his batting average is 242, and his on-base is currently 324, coming out of a funk right now. But he's 7 for 7 now on stolen bases. Uh, he's not going to be looked to for power anymore. We know that, but yet... He was just maybe an inch off the barrel from leading off the game with a solo homer to right field and pulling that ball, too. I think we're seeing a little bit of a you know aggressive-slash-confident Christian Yelich coming to the plate these days. Again, I am not looking to him for power this season. If he gets it, great. But for a guy, I've always said, if he hits 250 with a 350 on base, hits 20 doubles, steals 20 bags... That will help the Brewers win games, and I think we're off to that slow start right now, starting to wheel back in Yelly's direction. Well, I will say this uh, about Christian Yelich. He's hitting the ball hard uh, at certain times this year, and you have to look at at where where he's been lately. Um, Yeah, Colorado's one place that the whole team just collectively did not hit the ball uh, the way they they wanted to, even though he had the home run to that one in the whole three game series, it all came down to really one game for their for their offense. But he but he had one in San Francisco too. Cool, damp place. Milwaukee still to this day is cool and damp. The roof is closed. Uh, he was so close here yet today. I I just have a feeling when when summer you know finally arrives here, it's only going to help somebody like. Uh, Christian Yelich. I, I'm I'm not here to tell you he's going to hit 20 home runs. I, I don't know what he's going to end up hitting, but I think uh, the way he's been hitting the ball, you know, towards the end of last year, we, we saw it a little bit in spring training as well, and so far here this season, things are going to turn his way. I mean, he's just been around too long that it's not going to happen. Um, something's going to turn his way to, to make things positive again for him. Um, I'm not saying MVP type, but uh, he's just got too much left in the tank, in my opinion. I agree. And, and you see a guy that is still one heck of a competitor. I know folks want to make some things about his body language or try to make up something that isn't actually there. Yelly wants to win. And I think Welly, Yelly knows how well he can kind of propel this team forward, especially now as a leadoff guy. You know he's going to be the leadoff hitter. And he can really set a tone for a game Right off of the bat. Uh, Let's lead that into our difference-making moment of the game. That's brought to you by NX Wealth Management. NX Wealth Management is different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact NX Wealth Management. Know the difference. NXWealth.com. Craig, what is your difference-making moment of the game? I'm going to go to the uh, fifth inning, Dom, right out of the gates uh, when William Contreras uh, put the ball in play to third and and Bush threw that one away just to get that initial base runner for Milwaukee. Uh, Anderson struck out next. Uh, Bryce Terang hit into a fielder's choice, but you just felt as though the Brewers were putting pressure on Gonsolin at that point in the game. And Sure as heck, by the time that inning was over, Joey Weimer hit a three-run home run to uh, to get the Brewers on the board. There still was obviously no score in the game at that point. So I'm going to go with, with, that, uh, with that point to lead off that fifth inning in the air on Bush and how the Brewers just continued to apply pressure and end up getting the three runs. 
I'm going to flip it on you. I'm actually going to go to the top half of that inning for my difference-making moment. That was the inning where you had the double the opposite way by Austin Barnes, or the pull side, I should say, to Austin Barnes, that Yelly kicked away from him for a moment. Now, Yelly was shaded to the left-center gap, and this ball was pulled by Barnes, so he actually had a little longer than usual to run for. And I'm convinced that even if Yelly fielded that ball cleanly, Barnes still would have had a double. That's how far over he was shaded. But that's not the moment. The moment is Mookie Betts coming up. Still a scoreless game, top of the fifth inning, third time through, and Freddie gets him to ground out to short. And then generating the momentum there in the bottom of the fifth inning. Like you said, Craig, I I think getting Mookie out on an innocent ground ball was the reason why Freddie was able to go six and then start the spark there for the offense. Because how many times have we seen during that losing streak any little mistake come back to bite the Brewers and any time the opponent was taking advantage of a Brewers mistake, vice versa, they weren't receiving any mistakes. Today was the first day, I feel like, in a month. It's not true, but feels like it, that the Brewers are the ones taking advantage of the mistakes and not making any on their own. Yeah, that's how baseball works, and, and it is tough to live with that time frame like we had seen here in the past week with that six-game losing streak uh, when, when you kind of have to bite the dust a little bit and live with it. Um, and, you know, the table is going to turn eventually, and it certainly, it certainly did tonight uh, in some key ways, and you hope that continues uh, again tomorrow for Milwaukee. Just got to take advantage of things. That's, that's, that's what baseball is. It's so much the little things that happen, and you got to take advantage of them, and, and they did a nice job of that tonight. And I just want a one-word one word reaction to what I'm about to say. Two hours, 18 minutes. Craig. Love it. I got you. Too. <laughs> That's two words. You cheated. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff as always. Craig Kishan. Tomorrow will be the Dodger killer Eric Lauer on the mound, and we'll be breaking that down together tomorrow as well. Thanks as always, my friend. Together tomorrow as well. Thanks as always, my friend, and uh, sleep fast. We'll be right back here tomorrow. You got it, Tom. All right, Craig Kishan here on Brewers Extra Innings. We're going to talk who's hot, who's cold. Coming up next, we're with you to the bottom of the hour as we've reached 10 o'clock right here on 620 WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Inning. 9-3 victory today for the Brew Crew. I'm Dominic Catronio. It's back-to-back dubs. Tomorrow, Noah Syndergaard and Eric Lauer will match up. Same time, same place. Covers will start at 6.05. Uh, 6 o'clock, I should say, here on WTMJ for a 6.40 first pitch. We'll have Brewers Extra Innings tomorrow as well. It'll land in your podcast feeds, too. Brewers All Access is the feed to subscribe to. That is wherever you get your podcasts. This morning, you heard Sophia Minnert on Brewers All Access in there as well with Brewers 360 in the morning uh, on WTMJ's Wisconsin's Morning News. Uh, tomorrow, you'll get Craig Council in there at 745. You can always hear it live, but we'll have it in that podcast feed for you. Uh, and just a programming note, of course, no show for the day game on Wednesday. And then we will all enjoy our off day on Thursday. And then one more scheduling note as well. Uh, if you're a television viewer, Friday's game is on Apple TV+. Plus. Now, there's no reason for you to be watching the game if you're listening here. I mean, you got Bob Euchre and you got Lane. I mean, come on, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show with us. And sit back and uh, maybe sync it up. Maybe if you've got Apple TV+, Plus, go ahead and mute it and sync us up, right? Let's have some fun with it. So that's on Friday. Uh, then everything will be back to normal Saturday and Sunday. Let's talk about who's hot and who's cold. It's brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. 
Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical for a limited time. Save up to $1,000 off an AC or a furnace unit. Families helping families since 1912. It's at Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Learn more at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Who's hot? Joey Weimer. I mean, how else can you say it? Joey's got things going. And how about Willie Adamas thrown in there as an honorable mention, too? He's got back-to-back days with the home run, number 100 and number 101 of his career. Weimer with his first four RBI game, back-to-back days that those two guys provide a four RBI game. The offense is going to run through those guys. We know that. When there are guys on base for the guys that do damage, Willie batting third for the most part this season. Joey batting eighth or ninth for the majority of the season. And don't think of it as a, a knock that Joey is batting at the bottom of the order. I think a lot of teams would love to have a hitter like Joey Weimer at the bottom of the order. A rookie that's still coming to his own, that still has plenty of speed, that has the potential to leave the yard at any given moment like we saw tonight. There are a lot of teams that would love to have that. And I think it sets up perfectly to have Terang and Taylor ahead of him to set the table for him like we saw tonight. And two guys that have some speed. Tyrone Taylor had two hits tonight. Don't sleep on that as well. The Brewers' offense is off to a good little stretch right here, recovering despite this six-game losing streak they just got off of. Now, it's back-to-back wins. It is not yet a streak. Tomorrow you got Noah Syndergaard, and the Dodgers have put their, their magic dust on him, and he's figured out some better stuff. But at the same time, you got Eric Lauer, who has been great. Now, as for who's cold right now, I mean, there's a couple of different ways we can go with this. Uh, the the White Sox lost to the Royals today, the two worst teams in the American League, uh, or two of the worst teams in the American League. Uh, another, I want to go a different direction, though. So, who's cold? Remember a couple of years ago, Zach Gallen traded by the Marlins to the Diamondbacks for Jazz Chisholm when he was still a prospect for Jazz? Uh, and then Jazz Chisholm, ahead of the first time facing Zach Gallen in a game, said, I can't wait to hit a home run off of him. Well, Jazz is now 0 for 9 with three strikeouts in his career, head to head against Zach Gallen. So I think that constitutes as who's cold, because Gallen is on the mound tonight for the Diamondbacks, taking on the Marlins out at Chase Field. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't, don't poke the bear, right? Uh, ask Dylan Brooks about something to do with that. Zach Allen right now, six innings, five hits, one run, uh, one walk, and six strikeouts. He's been one of the best in the National League to this point in the season. Uh, a quick peek around the scores here in the Central. The Cardinals got a win 3-1 to one over the Cubs despite a quality start from Marcus Stroman in that one. He took the loss, six innings, two runs. Miles Michaelis didn't get out of the fifth inning despite a lot of traffic against him. The bullpen held it down for the Cardinals. Uh, also, the Reds were off tonight. The Pirates got back in their winning ways. They win 2 nothing. so the Brewers don't gain any ground. They're still a half game back. The Pirates are 21-15. and The Brewers are 20-15 and at this point in the season. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, coming up next. Highlights a little bit later. This is Brewers Extra Innings. And uh, sleep fast. We'll be right back here tomorrow. You got it, Tom. All right, Craig and Sean here on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, I mean, I think what we've talked about with Joey is that, um, you know, they, they just logging at bats is really going to help him. Um, he, he's made such an impact on the bases and playing defense. Um, that's 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 what's earning him, you know, playing time. Um, and I think he can improve as the season goes offensively. And, 
he's capable of having nights like that. He's certainly capable of hitting home runs, and um, it's it's something that we've got to be a little patient with, um, and and get, get some more, gets hopefully some more nights like tonight. It completely changed the game. You had this zero zero thing on for the longest time. Yeah, Gonsolin was was excellent. Uh, I mean, we weren't you know there weren't many squared up baseballs. Um, the, the split was good. He was getting ahead and good spots uh, with good pitches um, and he made a mistake and uh, fortunately it was with, with some men on base Obviously a, a player will take a homer any way they get it but is it meaningful for you the way he got into that one? I mean that's the power we heard about and, and saw in the minor league highlights for Joey uh, I mean, I, I don't, you know, any, any, I'll take an inside the park homer. I mean, I mean, it, does, it doesn't really matter. It's three runs on the board. Um, I mean, I think Joey's going to hit some homers. Um, he's capable of hitting homers. He's hit homers throughout his professional career, and so he'll he'll hit some homers here. With the injuries y'all have had in the rotation with Woodruff being out, how important has Freddie been the way he's pitched these last few starts? Yeah, he. I mean, he was excellent tonight. Very good lineup. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought he, the fastball was just really good tonight. Um, and, and he did it largely with a fastball tonight. Um, him pitching the way he has and, and is, um, is, you know, that, that, you know, you're looking forward to his start every time because he's, he's delivering. Talked about the Dodgers' patience at the plate, and uh, they, you know, they lived up to that billing. How did you think Freddie navigated that and did, you know, with them? really making him yeah no i mean you know there's foul balls in there and there's a lot of three two counts and that's what um you know that's that's good hitters that's what they they make you do that um so he but he threw enough strikes and like i said i just thought the fastball was you know there wasn't many good swings on the fastball i mean he squared up base on the fastball and it was was with all those left-handed hitters it was in good it was up a lot um to the right spot that's just difficult to get to with what his fat the action on his fastball and um you know that 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 patience didn't really cost him um in, in terms of pitches he got through six innings in good shape craig to get um Pagaro into a, a tight spot against a really good team in the late innings was this an important outing for him uh, look elvis is elvis has done a good job since he's been here um and he's you know, no no issues with putting there, putting him there. You know, he's going to be there in in that in situations where you know you pitched through a bunch of pitches yesterday and was down today, and um, so it was really easy. And I th- I think he's been throwing the ball well, and I think he'll continue to. It's it's a good arm. It's two really good pitches, um, and he, he's done. A, he did a good job with some lefties tonight. Um, got the ball on the ground with some lefties, so um, we're going to continue to lean on. Ready for this? This Get up! and this Get here, time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Eric, or excuse me, Freddie Peralta and Tony Gonsolin getting ahead of ourselves. That's tomorrow. Freddie Peralta getting the start against Tony Gonsolin today. Both pitchers started off great in this one, but we'll pick things up with some defense from Christian Yelich in left field. One, two pitch. Lined into left, Yelich coming on, Yelich into a dive, and he makes the catch. Goes into a knee-first slide, and a backhanded catch by Yelich in left field for the second out of the inning. Nice play by Christian. 
He leads all left fielders in defensive run save to this point in the season. However, the game was still scoreless at the halfway mark. Freddie Peralta had four Ks in the first five innings. In the bottom of the fifth inning, the game the inning began with an error by third baseman Michael Bush. After a strikeout, a fielder's choice, and then another single, the Brewers had two men on, two men out for Joey Weimer. The pitch. Swing on a drive to left and deep. Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Joey Weimer! That was contact there. Tried to shoot the inside corner on Joey Weimer. And he hit a three-run bullet out of here. Bob Euchre's call of a 110-mile-an-hour rocket off the bat to left field for Weimer's third home run of his young career. The Brewers took that and would start to run with it. We fast forward now to the bottom of the seventh inning. Weimer at the plate once again. And the pitch. Ground ball off the diving glove of Rojas and trickles into left. Around third is Anderson. He will score. Terang will stop at third. Weimer finds himself at second. He drives in a big insurance run. It's 4-1 to one Brewers. Great stuff from Joey. A seeing eye double, if you will. They weren't done. Yelly up next. The 1-2. Yelich, liner into left. That's going to get down for a hit. Terang will score. Weimer around third. Here comes the throw home. It's cut off. Yelich drives in two more with a two-run single. And the Brewers lead it 6-1. to one. And all of this mostly coming off of former Brewers farmhand Phil Bickford. He was lifted for Wander Suero after a first walk to Jesse Winker. The batter was Willie Adamas. He would deliver the cherry on top. The pitch. High fly ball, deep right field. Back goes Hayward at the track. Gone! Willie Adamas with the exclamation point here in the seventh. A three-run shot, and it is 9-1 Brewers. The Brewers have won back-to-back games. They're getting their swagger back. Nine runs on eight hits, no errors. The Dodgers, three runs, six hits, one Error. After the game, Joey Weimer simply said, losing sucks, winning is really, really fun. Let's make it a t-shirt, shall we? Uh, we're going to take our last break of the program, wrap things up with some random thoughts, and get you ready for Cindergard v. Lauer tomorrow, right after this on 620 WTMJ. Go money talk. Here comes the money. Winning is fun. 9-3 the final tonight. This is our final segment of the evening. Wanted to take a second to kind of give you some updates on some various odds and ends uh, and get you ready for tomorrow's matchup. Let's start with some injury news. Today, we learned that Brandon Woodruff played catch. Yes, he played catch today under the watchful eye of Dave Yeager and Chris Hook out there in left field. We just knew he played catch. We would await the report of how things went uh, tomorrow, when he speaks to the media, I would hope uh, we'll catch up with Woody and try to get that for you post-game tomorrow as well. So that's some good news to see Brandon Woodruff throw. We also know that Gus Varland is back around the team. He's back at his locker. He's back here in the clubhouse after going on his rehab assignment with AAA. He will be activated when appropriate, according to Craig Council. He is not going back to the minor leagues. He is good to go when he is back for the Brew Crew. Now that leaves, obviously, a tough decision in the bullpen, it would likely be Bennett Sousa getting optioned, and uh, things are still pretty crowded out there for the current state of things in the Brewers. So Gar- Gus Varland's return is certainly imminent for the Brew crew. It could be after this series, given the fact there are so many lefties in this order for the Dodgers that 
he probably wants to keep both Hobie Milner and Bennett Sousa in that bullpen for at least these next two games before he brings Gus back when the Royals come to town. Also, that Luis Urias is going to start baseball activities uh, in games with some live ABs, I should say, next week down in Arizona. They still are projecting, now we're still only about halfway through this rehab process, they are projecting that the first day he is eligible to come off of the 60-day IL will be his first few days in the big leagues. Maybe a day or two after that, but... They All signs have been encouraging, and things have been moving forward in the right direction for him. Uh, remember, by being put on the 60-day IL, that takes him off the 40-man roster, which means a corresponding move would have to be made when he comes back, hopefully at some point next month. And him being injured on opening day means, I, I believe the day is June 2nd, is he's first eligible. Uh, we'll double-check that for you and make sure it's firm on that. But Weicho is going through his uh, rehab stuff right now. And they are hoping he will be back at some point in early June. And that leads you know, to a log jam that you've got coming here with the infield, right? Owen Miller has options. Mike Brasso technically has options as well. If you want to just go straight up for an infielder for an infielder, that's a, a conversation for a later date. But it's going to be here before we know it in about a month's time that Weicho will be back in this order. And Weicho's going to help against lefties. I don't, I don't know what y'all are missing about Weicho. I mean, this dude has got sneaky pop. As we, we've talked about plenty of times before, he had the great 2021 season. He started off slow last year due to injury as well. He's not going to tear the doors off the place with his batting average, but he draws a ton of walks. He doesn't strike out a ton, and he hits bombs for a guy that's a diminutive uh, second baseman, if you will, right? Short King Spring, right? We are here. Uh, Luis Arias against lefties in his career is hitting 281 with an 805 OPS. So he knows a thing or two about facing southpaws, and he can certainly help things out for the Brewers getting ready for them uh, in June. As for tomorrow, Eric Lauer will get the ball. He really didn't pitch that bad in Colorado. A couple of unearned runs against him during the losing streak for him, and he really needed that. I had a great conversation with Eric today about his cutter and about how it moves and how he tries to make it behave. And he really thinks it could be a pitch that he can focus on tomorrow, given that the Dodgers are such a fastball-oriented team. And for him, four unearned runs working into the fifth inning against the Rockies his last go-around. He allowed four runs against the Tigers back on April 25th, just throwing too many pitches with all the walks. But when he keeps the walks under control, as we've seen, he is going to be a tough guy to get out. And if you want to go a little bit deeper than that, his career against the Dodgers. Now, a lot of this goes back to when he was a Padre. In his career, 11 starts. He is 7-1 with a 2.37 ERA. This is all during the prime years of the Dodgers, since 2018. This dude just has something in him when he faces L.A. And can't wait to see what he's got up his sleeve tomorrow against the Dodgers. As for Noah Syndergaard in his first year with the Dodgers after splitting time last year between the Angels and the Phillies. He is 1-3, a 6.32 ERA, but don't let that fool you. He's only got four walks. The problem with his ERA, he's giving up a lot of contact this season. He's given up five homers and 40 hits in 31 innings. So you can get to him. He will still strike out a lot of guys. He had nine Ks in a game against the Cubs. His last go about, though, against the Cardinals Five and a third, eight hits, three runs all earned, no walks and no strikeouts in that game for him. So that's your pitching matchup tomorrow. 
Coverage will start at 6 o'clock for a 6.40 first pitch. My thanks to Craig Kishon for joining us and also for Tommy Wirtz, our producer back at the Avenue. I'm Dominic Catronio saying good night from American Family Field. The Brewers win 9-3. to Until next time, keep on swinging.